Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome to the Silver Screen Redemption, where we make the movies that Hollywood won't. I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodily. And we're ready to go with our movie extravaganza <laughs> that we put on for you every other week here on our podcast. I, I, I have a bittersweet feeling towards our new intro, Brian. Do you? It just gets right to the point. Is it because I'm doing it? No, I like that part <laughs> that I don't have to jump yeah. in and say things. That's good. Um, I... It just feels like we're jumping right into what we're planning to do. And it's like, hey, yes. here we are. Listen yeah. to us. We're doing this. Well, let me instead tell you about something that happened to me today. Okay. <laughs> A terrible, horrific, traumatic story that happened to me today uh, at the public library here in Provo, Utah. Where the most traumatic yeah. incidences happen. It does tend to happen that way. Uh, I was sitting there doing my uh, doing some homework. And someone came and sat across from me, which is already sort of traumatic, right? Sharing a table. <laughs> Social with trauma. Me. Yes, for exactly. Sure. It, 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 they're big enough tables, right? And there's sort of a, a semi divider down the middle. So okay. it kind of wasn't like inviting my space. But it is still a little interesting. It's nice having your own table, right? Mm-hmm. Like you fill every table first and then you start sharing. And he wasn't in violation of that. It was fine. But he's still a little bit the worse, considering that just, this is the beginning of the story. Just you wait. Yeah. Um, so he sits down. He puts out his laptop, right? Pretty big unit, okay? Okay. And then he pulls out a Best Buy, a plastic like grocery bag style bag. I see when I look closer, it is from Best Buy. Best Buy bag. And it is full of cords. He's got like four or five cords in here and he's plugging them in like he's working for NASA, right? Okay. He's he's all into his computer. Yeah, he's got like an Ethernet cable and he's got a wired mouse and he's got a wired keyboard uh, separate. Anyway, all this stuff. Actually, I might be wrong about the wired keyboard. Anyway. He had a wired mouse. He had a mouse pad. He had like, it was obvious he was there to game, right? He was playing some League of Legends or something. I don't know. At the, at the <laughs> public the library. That's what these days. Who knows? Maybe Fortnite. I don't think you can play Fortnite on a PC. Can you? I don't yeah, know. Abs- that's where most people play oh, really? Fortnite. I've like never heard of that. I hear of people playing on <laughs> consoles like the and, main and on their dumb phones. source of Fortniteing. Okay. Because you have the hotkeys that you can do to <sighs> cheat your way into building forts. That does make do sense. Do it faster. Um, so anyway, he sits down. He's ready to go. His fan is is buzzing off off of its much like its a NASA center. rocket ready to it take did, off. It did feel like it was about to take off. It, buzz isn't the right word. It was a it was a hiss almost. It was just a loud fan. A snake rocket. There, there's there's nothing to say about it other than it was a very loud fan. I'm okay? gonna give the foliage to the story. Okay, perfect. Um, a very loud fan. It, and it, this is exactly what it felt like. I couldn't focus. Um, and I actually had my big headphones on. So this shouldn't have been that much of an issue, okay? So up to this point, there have been some faux pas, right? He's sharing my table. He's plugged in a bunch of stuff, taking up a bunch of space. He has a loud fan. And to this point, I'm not bothered, okay? I have okay. my headphones. I have my head down in my work. I'm fine. But then... Okay, that was still happening. But then he pulls out a can of green beans and starts eating it with a plastic fork. Who eats green beans? At all. First of first all. First of all, I hate green beans. I hate the smell of them. I hate everything about green beans. He is eating a can of green beans 
fresh, just out of the can. He has popped the top on this can of green beans, and he's eating them with a plastic fork. Ugh. I'm the worst. Sorry, I couldn't sympathize with you for a second because it looked like someone was stealing my car. So I had to look out the window. It did look like your car. Yeah, it's fortunately not because the license player did it for it. But that did scare me. And I'm sorry (laughs) I couldn't give you the attention of this green bean story. Well, just you wait. It gets worse. Okay. So after the green beans, which he's eating for, he basically goes through the can in about half an hour probably. Okay. How do you do that? Anyway. They typically take at least 45 minutes. It was disgusting. Anyway, then... He pulls out an, a bigger can of pineapple. Okay, so this... Canned pineapple. So this is the canned man. This isn't a library. <laughs> he People brings are his canned assortments of food. Yes. And loves to eat them. And he, he does. doesn't care about them being cooked. They're, Just... they're the, the worst options. Green beans and pineapple. And awful. Probably, in his spare time, he likes to mix them into oh. one magnificently delicious... For him, but disastrous for us dessert. When when he's like behind closed doors and no one can see his his sins, that's what he does. He does green out, pineapple out public, bean out in, solution. So then I left. Devilish warlock of food over there. Do you want to know disturbing the library? <laughs> Do you want to know my my consolation in all of this? Yes. He couldn't open the can of pineapple. I think he he either thought it was one of those pop top ones and it wasn't. Or the pop top had like broken off or something. So that, did he have to Hulk smash it open? No, he gave up. Luckily, and I, and okay. then, and that's right when I left. <laughs> so maybe he did at some point Hulk smash it, but I wasn't there to witness it because at that point I had had enough and I left. Okay, so at least he had the respect not to splash pineapple juice everywhere yeah, on you yeah. by trying to force it open. It was it was really <laughs> was traumatic. I took a picture of it, and it was anyway. <laughs> I had to take a picture of the kid because it was the He's weirdest thing I've ever seen. Well, I took a picture of him while he was eating the green beans. But anyway, the audacity to eat such fruits and veggies in the public library, the public library, the palace of the people, as Andrew Where Carnegie said. It's supposed to be quiet, and you're supposed to be behave. Like a normal yeah. person. We're all there to do our homework. Everyone who eats canned fruits and vegetables without cooking them, you're a monster. You're Go the vi- repent. In fact, you're the villain of our movie today. Okay, that works. Whoever's <laughs> eating canned fruits and vegetables in a public library, somehow you're the villain of this movie. If you are listening to us while eating canned fruits and vegetables, <laughs> go throw them away right now. I mean, it's, it's not fine. good for your health. It's fine if you eat them. Just don't eat them in the library. And if at least put them in a bowl or something. At least have the audacity to cook them before you bring them. I mean, you don't have to cook the pineapple, right? I feel like you cook a cook a green bean, but you don't cook a pineapple. No, I'm going to force you to cook both go, in this go situation. Grill, go grill your little pineapple chunks. Just grill your pineapple, slurp it down away from everyone who doesn't have to look at your disgusting yeah. face slurping pineapple I, juices. I do think I'm, I'm one of the few people who just does not like pineapple in any form. So that's on me. But like canned pineapple, just like fresh out of the can... In the library is too much. Okay, but for reals, Brian, now that the story is done, I don't think I'm as passionate about this as you I are. don't think you are either. Uh, I don't think that's a huge cardinal sin by any means. So I I'm still fine with having the villain of this movie, the pineapple <laughs> green bean slurper in the library. Sure. Before the record. Okay. I, I played in the sandbox with you. Sure, okay. I, 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 I appreciate you. that. Um, but I'm not passionate about this. I think people are are should be allowed to eat either one of those. I do think it's a weird faux pas to eat them in the library. Uh, okay. Now we know what Brian Perry's yeah. pet peeves are. Some libraries have a snack zone. 
The Provo City Library does not have a snack zone. Provo Library, our sponsors for today. Yeah, Go okay. read. We don't record our podcast there anymore. <laughs> Thanks to the Stone Sheba. Okay. Now we should make a movie. Okay. Let's get into this. Um, do you want to explain what our fun feature for this week We're is? We're doing a, a thing today. Um, we talked about... We, I hinted at this last time. Uh, I wanted to get into uh, some ideas from our listeners about what are some movies that had so much potential to be great, and then they just, just weren't, in their opinion. Can I pull back the curtain on this a little bit? Sure, yeah. So this was the actual... <laughs> real life idea of how we originally came to this podcast is that we wanted to redeem movies that yeah. weren't as good but had the potential to be good yeah. hence the name silver screen redemption now we sense teetered away from that idea and sure. started to do our nonsensical improv movies yeah but we kept the name but now we want to do an actual redemption episode right and i think either either that can come in the form of coming and making a sequel to clean up the leftovers right if there's one that we, there's one on this list that we know pretty well and it's kind of yes. like hey but what if we wrapped it up later with a sequel we could fix it that way that's one way we could go or i say we could just obliterate the original and reboot it entirely okay and i, I think it'll be from one of the, these on the list i've brought some of my own you've brought some of yours and our yes. listeners have submitted some and from from one of those we'll get some some movie today Hopefully. Hopefully. Or we'll go on another rant about canned vegetables and <laughs> yeah. whatever that other thing is. Fruit. Yeah. You know, the other the other, <laughs> the other thing. The other the other way that's healthy fruit. for you. Um let's start with some of the listeners. Let's go to the listeners um and see if, what we get. If we're looking at the same list, the first one I've got here is Thor. Yes. Uh that's from Holly, our good friend Holly and former guest. Uh a from friend the, of the show. Yeah, Shelly has a former studio executive. Yes. Until she got fired. And now she's just studio friend. Studio friend. Um, Thor. <laughs> when we reboot, <laughs> much like how we reboot, uh, reboot, <laughs> I I can't not say reboot. Much like how we reboot many movies, we also rebooted this franchise. Yeah. Or this, this, this podcast. This podcast, yeah. this studio. And so all former studio executives are no more. You've been fired. Sorry. This no is severance. Your, this is your notice. This is your notice. Well, maybe we'll rehire you, but you got to prove yourself yeah. through many difficult obstacle <laughs> courses. Uh, anyway, do you agree with this one? That Thor. that Thor is a movie with great potential that it was not very good. <sighs> it's fine. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's like, it's exactly what I think of for phase one Marvel. Where it, like, yeah. it introduced the character... They were still figuring out how to make a unique superhero yeah. movie, but they got us excited enough for Avengers, yeah. Chris Hemsworth, and uh, the, the like, the other sneaky British guy who's not Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Tom Hiddleston. Yes. <laughs> Do you uh, def are you defining Tom Hiddleston as generally sneaky? Or just because he's Loki? Just because he's Loki. Okay, you're just saying he's a, a sneaky... He just looks like a sneakier version of Benedict Cumberbatch, okay. is how I, I think of him. Yeah. It's probably not agreeable to many people that way, Yeah, but they were both really good. And, like, I don't know what you do to change the movie. We've already yeah. had Thor Ragnarok, which... And that's probably a good example of a sequel coming through and making the original better. Exactly. By extension. And that's exactly what I want from a Thor movie. So when Thor yeah. 4, more 4, <laughs> yeah. more more Thor, sure, for all <laughs> happens. Um yeah, I just want Taika Waititi back. Yeah, okay. And I don't think 
we need consider, to go resolve the consider first it one. Redeemed. One thought I just had about Phase One Marvel, as you were saying that, I think all of it is very defined by like, how are we going to make these characters normal? Yes. Right. Like we can't just say, hey, there's a dude in a big metal suit. We have to say he was kidnapped by terrorists. And then he's an arrogant billionaire. Right. Who's like a Elon Musk meets, yeah. uh, I don't know, like James Roday from Psych. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> that was the first cocky, <laughs> smart detective I could think of. I guess so. Um, um, I think that's all we have to say about Thor. <laughs> that's all I have to say about Thor anyway. Um, let's move on to the next let's one. Let's move on. Uh, next one we have is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And this is uh, keeping it in the family. This is... Uh, from Julian Corbin at the sister podcast of Shelley Has Opinions, uh, Podville. Podville. Yeah. A vaudeville podcast. What? <laughs> a podville, a vaudeville podcast. Yeah. It's called Podville. Can we but say like... that? Let, let's do this right now. Okay. Ten times fast. Podville, vaudeville. Podville, vaudeville. Podville, vaudeville. Podville, pod... podville, vaudeville. Wait, wait. Podville, do you have to say the whole thing? The Podville, a vaudeville podcast? Podville, a vaudeville podcast? Ugh. I can't do it. Podville, vaudeville podcast. Anyway. Podville, vaudeville podcast. <laughs> And now we're going to be a musical movie. Today. Anyway, they they do a they do a podcast about about random assorted things, and they they make music. So okay. they're Podville. Oh, that was very fitting. Yeah, on brand. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I, this is one I agree with. This is like a strong agree. Yes, for me. Me too. Um, the trouble I'm having is that it's essentially classic literature Avengers. Yes, I mean that's it. And like my brain defaults to just making it the Avengers just like, yeah. Like structuring it similar, but what other classic literature could you throw in? Well, it's gotta be that like Victorian era, like monster adjacent. Isn't there a Huckleberry Finn? Uh, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. So those who aren't familiar with the league of extraordinary gentlemen, because it was, uh, it came out, it looked like it had a lot of potential, was thrown by the wayside after it got like probably like a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that feels about its degree. Um, it was basically like all these uh, gothic literature uh, figures who came together to defeat uh, spoilers. Professor Moriarty uh, from the Sherlock series, but it included Alan Quartermain, who you probably don't know. He right. was the protagonist of this, which I think is the first change. Because yeah. who knows who Alan Quartermain is. Right. Um, but it included, uh, so Tom Sawyer, the Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll, uh, a vampire lady, whose uh, name I don't know, but yeah. she was bit by Dracula. Um, uh, Dorian, Dorian Gray. Gray. Yeah. Dorian Gray was a big one. Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo was. Yeah. It's a good, yeah, it's a, it's a cool idea. And maybe just now that we have the Avengers, we, I don't know what to do with it as much. But it just feels like it should work, you know? I feel like. And maybe it would be the Dark Universe was was trying to do some of that, right? There's definitely overlap there. Yeah. And we've already fixed the Dark Universe. Right. By just ignoring it. Yeah. Uh, which is just what, which is exactly what Universal is doing with it, we too. We dab a lot into classic monsters, don't we? That is your thing. That is my thing. That I and love, trains. That and trains. <laughs> your two loves. My two loves. And Batman. Yeah. Let's not forget of Batman. Course. And that is my <laughs> episodic reference to Batman. We're yep. good to go. Um... What if we made it like snooty Avengers, like <laughs> okay. for the like English professor who couldn't consider so- himself ever enjoying such a, a mundane film such as the Avengers. So it's it's time. the Avengers for people who whine about superhero movies. Yes. Okay, that could work and for me. I think we need to trick them. 
into not realizing that sure. it's actually a superhero movie, which okay. it, it totally is. It is, yeah. Um, they have superpowers and they're teaming up to fight a bad guy. Which I think to get the like the hipster movie snobs who don't like all the blockbuster movies, we get Quentin Tarantino to direct it. Because he's okay. like the popular of the hipsters. Like hipsters like it because they think they're still underground. Right. But really everyone knows and loves Quentin Tarantino. Sure. So that's yeah. how we'll trick them. It'll just be like all those like the most popular hipster things. Sure. Okay. That works so, for me. Let's just like with that definition cast a few people. That is the for weirdest this. definition I've ever heard of, but let's go. Okay. So you're saying lit- a literary character that is the most popular of the hipster characters? Uh actor or actress. Oh, okay. To cast them. So like uh, so... they do a lot of indie projects, but everyone still knows who so they Michael are. So Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. I uh, I was thinking like a Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. And that's it. That's our cast. That's our <laughs> cast. <laughs> a league of two extraordinary gentlemen. Um, but you know, like the movie did have the Alan Quartermain, uh, Tom Sawyer relationship where he's like an old mentor with a young prodigy. Um, and I feel like that could be Daniel Day-Lewis and Michael Sarah. Absolutely. They're indie in different respects. Yeah. And I think that's how we trick people because Daniel Day-Lewis only does prestigious films. Right. And I think this is going nowhere. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We've had some great thoughts about what to do with this movie. I have nowhere to go with it from here. Okay. Let's... Let's tag that. And it's a comedy. <laughs> okay. Because that, that's actually what I wanted from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Actually, actually, the number one, it's the pacing. It was very slow. I want it to be a highbrow comedy. Yeah, that works. So, like, like Holmes and Watson, but actually funny. Like Holmes and Watson if it was written by smart people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was trying to be that. That's all I have to say about Okay, LXG. let's move on to the next one. We spent too much time. My apologies. You're good. Uh, AVP. Or Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. I mean, I do. We've talked about what I know about Alien and Predator. Yeah, that's our Alien Covenant People episode where we discuss <laughs> Brian's interpretation of each Alien movie based off its title. I've still never seen one. That. Uh, I've still never seen one. Uh, I will say that AVP makes me think of the uh, annual pass holder sticker that Disneyland annual pass holder people get that is an A- a Mickey ear and a P, and it looks like AVP. Which now that Disney has bought out Fox, it could be Alien versus Predator. Sure, yeah. With Mickey Mouse in the middle, refereeing the fight. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. What if it... Bear with me. What if it is, like, just a rebooted Alien versus Predator? Okay. But then in the end, Mickey Mouse shows up, and he's like, hey, you're both my slave. I win. You're... And I did say slave singular. I just morphed him into one identity. It's an okay. alien predator. And he's Mickey Mouse's slave. And it's metaphorical for the Disney Fox merger. Disney definitely would, would be on board making a movie like that. Yes. Of saying, hey, look how look how oppressive we are. Yeah. <laughs> now love us for it. Yeah, please love us. Please buy annual passes to our parks that say AVP. Uh, the other thing that I think of when I hear AVP is the old classic 90s movie, MVP, Most Valuable Primate. Primate? Oh, man. Um, I do want to point out that you said Primate, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a Pokemon movie. Sure. Um, one thing that, that that also brings up, uh, I didn't mention who recommended this. Uh, this was Zeke Delfour, 
Prince of the Bigfoots, as he's known on Twitter. Prince of the So Bigfoots. I wonder if Bigfoot could help us with this one. So we got Bigfoot, we got Pokemon, we got Disney taking over Fox. Yes. There's an idea there for sure. There really is. I, and all of these, I think we we must be in an ensemble mood today. Yes. Where it's like, let's like throw together a bunch of stuff and see what works. And I think no matter what happens, that's sort of what's going to happen today. That's just a prediction. Um, what if this is the story of we pick up with Disney buying out Fox and they're making like these watered down, uninteresting. Oh, Disney ruins everything. Well, like however you want to do it. Just like the idea that they bought Alien vs. Predator and they're trying to yeah. Disneyify it and people are upset because they're taking over the world and now they're trying to take on Pokemon. They're just trying okay. to buy out Pokemon. Now and that's that something is the last I will fight straw. for. Yeah, that is the last straw. Like, I, I honestly, I don't really care about Disney buying stuff. Like, whatever. But if they tried to buy Pokemon, I would die. So, I would be very upset. So, Reggie fils Reggie fils he, not a He's currently retired. But let's the see, retired bring... American president of Nintendo. We might as well go with the current president because it's Doug Bowser, and that's fun. Okay, so Doug Bowser. That's the closest relationship I have to inventor of Pokemon. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Uh, Satori Wata. Um, Satori Wata. Or we can just stick with Doug Bowser. I don't care. Let's do Doug Bowser. You know Nintendo's a different company than the Pokemon company, right? Oh, I know. But okay, they're good. connected. They're, they're definitely I was just connected. saying the first name of sure. like the closest relationship I, I have to I Pokemon. I want to get this accurate. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> comes up and he's like, sure. hey, let's defend Pokemon. Okay. And he's playing Doug Bowser. I think he's playing himself. He's playing himself and doing the ADR for Doug Bowser. Sounds good. And then they decide, like, how are we going to stop this Disney machine from rolling on over us? And he goes, I have an idea. Let's go find the real-life inspirations for these Pokemon. Okay. And you find out Bigfoot was actually the inspiration for Primeape. That, I mean, yep, that's perfect. That makes that, that, no, that doesn't... It doesn't work at all. It doesn't work at all. But I think it would be fun to, like... These myths of like okay. missing link or Bigfoot or the Bumble Snowman, they are actually real things, just different right. names for real life Pokemon that have never been discovered by the public. Can you eye. tell me about the missing link Pokemon? Missing link Pokemon. Or the uh or any of those that you just said? Uh the missing link Pokemon is a ghastly because it disappears and you can't find it and it's what? missing. Sure, okay. Uh a Bigfoot, I think, was actually Hitmonlee. Because he's got uh, okay. big feet that kick. He, do, he has big kicking feet. So yeah. Um, and all, then all right, the, let's hear that uh, that abominable snowman. The abominable. This one there actually is one for, but I don't think you know it. It's, it's a later generation. It's the the the, the Yeti one. It's actually the not vanilla. a Yeti. It's actually not the uh, the abominable snowman one is named Obama Snow, and he's basically a pine tree covered in snow. Okay. So anyway. Uh, yeah, my my range is like maybe Generation 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a few sprinkled That's throw. getting into Gen 4. Anyway, uh, this is interesting to no one. Um, I, I, actually, I actually do think someone could make a movie that would be really interesting that would be uh, a big company trying to not be bought out by Disney. Like someone would make that movie and I think it would be good. I think so. So I actually, I think this is one we could come back to. It's completely not related to Alien vs. Predator, but it no, is related to we... Disney. <laughs> I forget that's what we're doing today. That is what we were talking about. Trying to redeem Alien vs. Predator. Well, maybe we redeem Alien vs. Predator because then the movie forces Disney to give Fox back to the people. 
Oh, interesting. And okay. so it redeems Alien versus Predator in that we put it back in its natural habitat, which sure. is Fox. Okay. I don't, have no idea what we just talked about. Uh, let's move on to the next one, then. Okay. <laughs> the Taurus? This is the Taurus. Uh, Rensky Striden recommended this. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I know Johnny Depp's in it. Um, we had this conversation off air. Yes. And I want to bring it to the public attention. Kevin Spacey has effectively been replaced by Christopher Plummer. Yes. What movie did they do that in? That was All the Money in the World. Okay. Um, if, so it's questionable right now. Like we don't know pe- where Johnny Depp stands. Yeah. Most people are against Johnny Depp on the situation. Um, I think actually, I think it's actually swung the other way since the new evidence. But anyway. Either way, it's questionable. Yeah, no one knows what's going on. Let's play out the hypothetical scenario that Johnny Depp... That we need to replace him. ...needs to be banished. Yeah. Who would you go back and replace Johnny Depp with in each movie? In every movie he's been in? In every movie. So, I would say it's someone like... Who's the guy from Heathers? Like, the, the main, like... I mean, the guy. The only guy character in Heathers. I have never seen Heathers. Oh, really? I watched it fairly recently, too. Um... What is his name? You'll recognize his name when I say it. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Christian Slater is a pretty good replacement at that age, I feel like. Um, I can't visualize Christian yeah, Slater. Yeah, let me pull up Christian Slater for you. He's one of those people that you hear his name all the time. Yes. And he kind of died in the 80s. Did he die? No, he's alive. But like his persona died oh, in the interesting. 80s. Uh, no, he's in Mr. Robot. Like he's he's current. But uh, That's fair. Yeah, Christian Slater. You recognize him. Yeah, I recognize yeah. him. I know his name. But uh, I think That's... I think he could have been Johnny Depp. Okay. So he plays like an angsty, moody teen in Heathers. Yeah. He's actually like a murderous, wants to blow up the school teen in Heathers. That's well, that kind of sounds Heathers. like Johnny Depp. So let's do it. He's, he, it's kind of the unstable teen. And I think that's yes. the right feel. And he's grown up to be a fairly respectable guy. Yes. From these pictures. I'm yes. literally judging. <laughs> he has glasses now. So... <laughs> So he seems like he's doing fine. Okay. Uh, Giant Depp also has glasses, just for the record. Oh, that's right. So that's our connection. That's the stamp of approval. <laughs> I think Christian Slater is Christian a good Slater's the new Johnny Depp. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do have sl- a hard time picturing him as Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, you never know. It could happen. I mean, the movie magic can make that happen. Uh, someone, someone make that happen. Yeah. Disney, do that. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Okay. Another... Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Which we are now going to have starring Christian Slater. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that works for me, honestly. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I feel like, didn't do anything specifically wrong. It just wasn't... It wasn't magical. It wasn't magical. I actually... I was fine with Johnny Depp's uh, Willy Wonka. Like, I was fine with that character. It was different, and it was intentionally different. But it was, it was whatever. Well... Let's go to another Johnny Depp, Tim Burton team up, which is yes. Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Who was that recommended by? Uh, both of these were from Alex Murray. Forgot to mention that. Um, I, I think that's just another Johnny Depp, Tim Burton problem where it's they tried to bring a certain style to it, but they lost yeah. the magic because Tim Burton is a very particular filmmaker. Yep. And I feel like people want him to take certain properties and make them Tim Burton-y and it just doesn't always transition well. Right. Well, and I think he's he's past his prime a little bit, you know? He's he's just kind of yeah. not quite there. And so you go in expecting, oh yeah, like Tim Burton and you get 
you get all the things that you imagine with a Tim Burton. You get the pale faces and you get the like spooky feel. But it's then it doesn't get the other part, which is being good. Yes. Like he, he's able to like do an impression of himself, but he's not as good at directing as he used to be. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I think you're right. I think that's about it. He's making Tim Burton parodies. What would, what would you do with Alice in Wonderland? Um, I'd throw it into the trippiest uh, director right now. Who's um, that? And put him in a haze box. Um, off the top of my head, I'd probably say Yorgos Lanthimos did a movie sure. called The Lobster and okay. The Favorite, which was just sort of abstract. For- oh, The Favorite is the right feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, From the clips I saw in the Oscars. I, I feel like that kind of quirky humor yeah. is what should be involved with this kind of movie. I could see a Wes Anderson, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, uh, let's do this. Yorgos Lanthimos is going to direct it. Okay. Wes Anderson's going to be in charge of the cinematography. Sure. I can, whatever. I um, don't know if he does his own cinematography, but he definitely has a unique has style. A look, yeah. Um, I don't know what else to do with Alice in Wonderland. That's about it. Just unburden it. Yeah. Undep it. Sure. <laughs> um, this one is controversial. This one I actually don't know if I agree with. The next one is Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. And now I will agree with it because, well, maybe... Not that it's bad per se, but it was so overhyped to me that when I finally saw it, I was disappointed by the outcome of it. Okay. Because it's it's very much a cult classic and needs to be treated like a cult classic. But there was a time period where everyone was saying, like, this is the funnest thing you'll ever watch. Well, and there's also an idea of, like, this is the way that media is going to go. People are going to start just releasing movies online for free. And, like, it, it was interesting. Um. I've always loved that movie. It doesn't hold up. It's not as good as it used to be because it wasn't. It wasn't like high budget, right? It wasn't high high yeah. quality production. Well, it, was, it happened because of the writer strike. Exactly that was going on. Yeah, and so it feels very like oh, this is kind of like a home movie. It's also not like a full movie. It's only forty five minutes. Yeah, right? that's about right. Yeah. Um, the problem that Nat May, who recommended this, she didn't like the ending of it. She didn't like that spoilers. Penny dies, which I was fine with. I actually thought. That was an appropriate ending. So now I read that comment, and the problem was that she felt like it was fridging, which is the idea uh, of okay. a, a female character dying solely for plot purposes to motivate the For the main character. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I get that. Um, that being said, well, I think that's still, like, as much as I hate to encourage it, I think it actually did work in that situation. I thought it was well done. And in a 45-minute like little thing like that, you need something. Because I feel like, for the most part, it's usually fridging is the problem when it's at the beginning. Because then you lose it. Yes, that makes and sense. And it's just like this, oh, I gotta avenge my dead wife sort of situation. That's this fair. one is reflecting how his choices to become a villain do have major consequences. Yeah. And that's ultimately where he fully becomes a villain yeah. and why he's accepted. And she is not written two-dimensionally to just be this person. Like... There probably are some parts where she does feel two dimensional, but she's like a fairly fleshed out character yeah. and she's got her own issues as much as you can have fleshed out in 45 minutes in a musical. Yes. But like, yeah, anyway. But I, anyways, that's, that's my a, thought as a white male. How do, you, how do you fix it though? How do you fix Dr. Horrible? Because uh, I, I feel like anything you change about Dr. Horrible, it isn't Dr. Horrible anymore. Dr. Yeah, Horrible, I they, like captured like a very specific moment and I don't think you can do it again. I don't think so either. And I... I think making it a full production defeats its purpose. Yeah. I don't think I would enjoy it as like a fully developed two hour long, well done, you know, like and, high budget movie. And again, like my problem with it is that it is overhyped. Yeah. Although Joss Whedon 
knows how to do that kind of stuff now. Like yeah. Joss Whedon did Dr. Horrible's Sing Along blog, and that's basically what like got him on the map so that he could do the Avengers. Uh, I'd say Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, you're right. Got him long before that. You're right. But uh, chronologically, they feel related. Because it's like, oh, Dr. Horrible's <laughs> Sing Along blog, and then he started doing the Avengers. Anyway. Uh, I don't think we're going You're right that it's this. Buffy. Yeah. Uh, what? We just need to pick one of these. Have you seen Buffy? Only bits and pieces. It's one that feels like I should like, but I just, I can't bring myself to try it. Yeah. I, w- I want to, but I feel like it'll feel I've dating. never, like, I feel like it's one of those that was very much a, a phenomenon of its time, yeah. but hasn't aged well. So I would have to watch it with someone people, who's a fan. Yeah. People who watched it and, then love rewatching it. Yes. It's still great to them. And I think I need to rewatch it with them in order to understand and really yeah. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's all our listener suggestions. So, at this point, we need to decide. Yes. We're doing one of these. I don't think we have time to go into ours. That okay. might be a different episode. Okay, that's fair. Um, uh, so, what, where would you go from here? Uh, I think the uh, Disney, protecting Pokemon from Disney was an interesting concept. Yes. It's not a redemption, but it is in a meta no. sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, it's a hot topic right now. Sure. It, this episode will be relevant for, like, Four months and then yeah. not anymore, but we might as well catch the wave on this. Yeah, why not? Um, I mean, I think Disney buying stuff is not not a probably fad. not going to stop anytime yeah. soon. You're right. Um, but the the Fox deal is kind of a thing right now. Um, okay, I do want it to be the redemption of Fox and Alien versus Predator can represent that. Okay, but it's Pokemon who is stepping up to defend. Okay, okay, here's what it is. We set up the movie, we use fridging, but not gender-wise, we kill Fox, and then Pokemon has to avenge it, okay? The Pokemon okay. company is the new, and and is are we going to be metaphorical with this? I think we have to. Metaphorical, but I think it's it a is Pokemon st- movie. Yes. It's a Pokemon movie starring, and we've got the new CGI Pokemon that we'll use. Yes. What's the most, uh, I want a good, like, Pokemon for this. Probably something Gen 1. So that it's recognizable and it's interesting to talk about on our podcast. What is what are two Pokemon that could represent Alien from Alien and Predator from ooh, Predator? Ooh, that's an interesting question. This might be a tough one. This is a tough one. Uh, alien, Alien. The, there, there are ones from outer space in later generations, but they're yeah. like legendaries. Which okay. maybe that's where we go. Okay, whoever we pick as our protagonist, their goal is to go call upon this legendary. Let's say they're calling on Arceus. I believe Arceus is from space, and I believe also created the entire universe in yes. the Pokemon universe. So the goal is is someone seeking for Arceus. Um, I like in this order metaphor to of like it from... searching for divine intervention to... Yeah. In, in a very like... Like corporate. Superficial like... like like this does not matter. Pop culture related thing, looking for divine inspiration to affect something that is corporate business related. Yeah. I feel like that in itself has its own commentary. How do we deal with Pikachu? Pikachu is split because it's a mouse and also a Pokemon. What if we pick up and Disney has already started to buy the rights to certain Pokemon? Okay. And so there Ooh. is a little and bit of using a tr- P- they buy Pikachu first, obviously. Pikachu's their face. It's the new mascot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they have like a the whole mascot. spiel of like Mickey and Pikachu on stage, like yeah. shaking hands and having fun or something. Yeah. Okay. So this is real world then. Yes. Okay. I kept going into like, is it in the Pokemon universe? Is it on our, our world? So we're going. It's real world. 
I think this is they're buying the properties of Pokemon, and there is a person in Nintendo who believes there are Pokemon out there hidden from us, and okay. they need to summon the Pokemon deities to stop this situation. Okay, yes. The twist good. there are no Pokemon. <laughs> You just have to do it manually. You have to step up and gather the people, not seek for uh, these like superficial means of like, oh, what if we just like guilt people into this? But no, you step up, you take action, okay. and they get together. And because of the pressure from all the people actually doing something with their lives, Disney backs off. And I think it's a good message for our world to learn. Okay, sure. Um, who's our protagonist then? Just some dude? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds playing Doug Bowser. Oh, okay. That works. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, Doug Bowser played by Ryan Reynolds. That's fine. Um, uh, Pineapple and Green Bean Kid is a lawyer at Disney. <laughs> and he's eating eating it in court. He's yes. eating a can of green beans in court. And I that's hate the it. grossest thing. That's so bad. You have to admit, that's worse than the library. That, that is much worse than the okay. library. And I think he slurps it. Like, super oh, loud and gross. I'm having PTSD. And it's um, old cans of vegetables, so, like, the water uh, in it is, like, extra green. And Oh, man. This is actually, like, the opposite of ASMR for me. This is, like, <laughs> ooh. Um, okay, I like this idea. I, I don't know how we need to flesh it out. Because we talked to directors and stuff, but it wasn't a, for this movie. Are we going to take those, those decisions over here? Is it going to be Tarantino that we talked about? Is it going to be... Uh, Wes Anderson slash whoever the other person was. Who was the other one we talked about? Wes Anderson slash... And the Georg whatever. (laughs) Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah, Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, I feel like it needs to be someone who has a reputation of sticking it to the man. Okay. Um, You're on your own then. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what the reputations of directors are. Like, the first one that comes to mind is Spike Lee, but his movies are usually about race. Yeah. So I don't think that necessarily is a good match um angley <laughs> angley i don't know all i know is he did that one hulk movie that no one liked but that uh, works for me i like the hulk he... movie <laughs> it's angley he did brokeback mountain he Stick did the man um crouching tiger hidden dragon sure um he's done some others uh life of pi that's an angley one okay all of these are like cross well not brokeback mountain but the other ones are sort of like crossing into the mystical from the real world. I think it's a good fit. Okay. That's all I'm going off of, though. Angly? It's Angly. <laughs> um, Life of Pi, that's the right feel, in my opinion. Okay. Life of Pi. We go for a Life of Pi. He did some good CGI with that tiger. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a good he, movie. He can do CGI with the fake Pokemon that are in this. Can Doug Bowser see the Pokemon? He envisions them. He realizes later he's just too hopeful, too wishful. So it's going to basically be the plot of that one episode of Avatar The Last Airbender where they realize they need to give up hope and do something for themselves. Yes. That was, I think that was the the message of that one episode. But that there was still hope. No. They like, uh, you're right, because they named the baby Hope at the end. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, it's sort of a compromise. They take, they realize that hope is an action. That's what it comes down to. That's it. Yep. So he he's like, oh, we just got to hope for the Pokemon to save us and the Pokemon he gods. He does like, it's too, it's too daunting to take him up in court and fight for this and rally the people because no one actually yeah. wants to do anything. What if I go and search for Arceus, the Pokemon god? Yeah. That seems easier. 
Because he sees Pokemon all the time. Yes. And so... He's just so invested in his world. Yeah. Which, again, I do have to point out, he's the president of Nintendo America. Yeah, I don't know who's <laughs> related to the Pokemon company. It's Doug Bowser. Yes. In this movie. <laughs> it can be a different name, but for now, in nope, our script, until Doug we Bowser. get it fact-checked, it's Doug Bowser. Okay. Works for me. Uh, music by uh, just whoever does the Pokemon music. Sure. Uh, and uh, that's it. Okay, that's let's our wrap movie. this up. Okay, um, go check us out on the internet. Uh, other than just on our podcast, you can go find our website at silverscreenpod.com. Wait, are you doing this now? Uh, nope, you can keep going with it because I don't know it. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on silverscreenpod.com. Uh, that has links to all our stuff. But if you want to check us out on Facebook, it's The Silver Screen Redemption. Uh, Instagram, The Silver Screen Redemption. Or Twitter is at Screen Redeem. And that's where we got some of our... Uh, our suggestions today. Yeah, so, keep submitting. We love it. So uh, follow us, and, and I'll I'll sort of I'll send out the question for our next episode, so you guys can sort of hop in on the discussion. Uh, that's sort of a fun thing that we do now. Yeah, apparently. Uh, welcome to the revolution. <laughs> that's the that's actually the tagline for the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the movie called? We oh, name that's it. Good. <laughs> uh, what if we pitch it as a Pokemon movie, and it's just called Pokemon: The Hunt for Arceus? And you think it's going to be an animated film, and it's not. You think it's going to be an animated film, what? Searching for Arceus. Okay, so... Hello, Arceus, it's me, Margaret. No, I actually have a good idea. Okay. <laughs> um, so we originally started with AVP, yes. Alien versus Predator. Right. You couldn't easily change that into a lock suit. Okay. But what if... Yeah. AVP... America v. Pokemon. America? Disney has, like, ingrained itself so much okay. into America that they call on the American government to represent themselves. I, I do love that uh, that Disney has bought out the United States before they go for the Pokemon company. Uh, they haven't bought them out, but they've called on America nope, to I think to they have. Them. And I think okay. that... Okay. Okay, okay, no. We're going, we're going full-on future dystopia where countries don't exist anymore. It's just corporations. Okay. It's like, oh, yeah, I live in Disney. Yes. And all of, like, North America is Disney. Okay. And all of, like, Eastern Asia is Pokemon. Okay. Because it's owned by the Pokemon company. And Nintendo. They're sort of a, a team, right? Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, and uh, they have inner factions, but they organize themselves yes. into one bigger faction. That didn't solve the problem of the initials being wrong because it's now D DVP. Yeah, but it can still be America to sure. hide themselves from scrutiny. Okay, so it's America <laughs> v. Pokemon. America v. Pokemon. Perfect. The great, the perfect movie. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. And whether or not they need redemption, we will be there. <laughs> you know it. You know we will be. We, we will defend you in court. <laughs> Call us, Perry and Bodily, attorneys at law. That's what but we are. But only for Pokemon. But we're just Screw Pokemon you, attorneys. Disney. I think that was actually a scene from the movie. <laughs> I think we're also attorneys in it. Okay, we're fading out. We're fading out into the Bye. end music. Bye, guys. Gotta catch them all. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.